What is up, squad? Welcome back to the Love Your Body podcast. It's your host, Avery here, and on today's episode, we are going to dive right into our menstrual cycle. I'm going to be sharing all of the different phases, the different hormone changes, how this correlates to our energy, our activity levels, and how to improve symptoms of PMS. Why am I talking about this? Why is this important? Chances are, if you are listening, you're likely a woman, right? And if you're a woman, again, chances are you've received a gift or two from Mother Nature in your lifetime. Having a period is pretty typical, right? And we usually know exactly what to expect and how to handle it for the most part. But really ask yourself, like, how well do you really know your cycle? Do you know which hormones are at their highest the day of ovulation? Do you know exactly how many days out of your cycle you can actually get pregnant? Do you know that your hormones fluctuate every week and can make you more or less productive? Chances are you don't really think about this. You just kind of take life and day by day as it is and you're we're so focused on the actual menstruation part, right? Because that's very significant. That's okay. Most of us aren't really thinking about these facts, but once you learn exactly what's happening in your cycle, you're going to begin to appreciate Mother Nature and Aunt Flo. They may even become your besties, but seriously, you're going to learn why some days you just feel so blah, why some days you feel super energetic and ready to go. You're going to learn exactly how to tackle each day, knowing that you're in alignment with what makes you a gorgeous feminine goddess, right? Before we break down our cycle, though, I do want to dive into some key hormones and terminology so that you can better understand the changes happening at each phase. So the first one we've got is progesterone. Its main function is to prepare the uterine lining for a fertilized egg. So it's going to help like thicken the uterine lining. If an egg were to be fertilized and actually implanted, quote unquote, you're pregnant, progesterone is going to increase here to continue to support that egg. So it plays a pretty significant role in preparing the body for a fertilized egg and also once the egg is fertilized to help maintain that. Progesterone also really can boost your mood and decrease stress because it converts to a neurosteroid which calms our GABA receptors which are excitatory receptors. So it's really really great in managing stress and all these things and you're going to notice when we talk about progesterone later in the different phases that it does have a direct impact on how you're feeling. The next key hormone here is estrogen. So this helps thicken your uterine lining to prepare for pregnancy. So it kind of like works hand in hand a little bit with progesterone. Estrogen actually has wide effects on the entire body, including your hair, your liver function, your bone health, your brain health. So it's pretty necessary and has a lot of different roles throughout our entire body, not just our menstrual cycle. We've also have our luteinizing hormone or also known as LH. This is made and released by the pituitary gland, which is underneath your brain, and it specifically triggers the release of an egg during ovulation. The follicle stimulating hormone, also known as FSH, is another hormone that's released from your pituitary gland, and this stimulates your follicle and supports the growth of your egg. So these two kind of go hand in hand, right? So the FSH is going to come first because it's going to stimulate your follicle, support the growth of your egg, and then LH is going to come later to release that egg from the follicles so that way it can quote unquote hopefully get fertilized and be implanted, right? Or be shed out during menstruation. Testosterone is another key hormone here, even for females. This is a pretty common myth that, you know, it's really just an only male hormone, but females also have testosterone and we need a certain amount and decent levels to have a healthy cycle and healthy life. This helps your body produce estrogen, which again, as you know, is a key role in all of this and 
maintaining health for our body and it's also going to repair your reproductive issues especially after we kind of shed all that out it's going to help repair those tissues there are plenty more hormones involved in the female reproductive cycle but i just want to keep it smooth keep it simple so we're really just going to discuss these five as we go through each phase our menstrual cycle can actually be broken down into about four phases when i talk about these phases i'm using standard textbook terms here right a typical cycle as we know a standard textbook is 28 days however most women are somewhere between like 21 and 35 days which is considered a normal cycle if you have an irregular cycle either shorter than 21 days or longer than 35 days there may be some major discrepancies in what i'm about to go through and just understand that you do have an irregular cycle and that is a sign that we've got to kind of get some hormones and things into balance just keep that in mind if you are typically longer or shorter than that cycle but a normal range is within 21 to 35 days so based on the standard textbook 28-day cycle, we've got four phases like I talked about. Our very first phase happening on day one is our menstrual cycle. So this kicks off our phase, right? So this is usually typically days one through six, just varying and depending on how long your bleed is. But the very first day of your cycle, like I said, is your first day of bleeding. So you can expect some minimal cramping here, some mild bloat, increased hunger during this phase. Your body's actually burning more energy because it's literally shedding, right? So you're going to need a little bit more carbs to replenish that energy. And that's why we typically have these cravings. Obviously, we don't want to give in to sometimes because usually it's those sugar cravings, right? We want to opt for more like complex carbs that are going to give us long-lasting energy and a nice good source of protein. This is also going to help keep us full and make us feel better and satisfy those cravings and make sure that we're getting the energy that our body needs because it's important that we're replenishing the energy that we're burning off because, again, our body is literally shedding and pushing things out. So it's burning a lot of energy during this phase. Also during this phase, progesterone drops to its lowest point. So your uterine lining obviously begins to shed, hence the bleeding, and progesterone is low. Because of this, you're going to notice that lower energy, again, you're burning energy to shed, and just feel a little bit off. Our progesterone is low, so remember this is a key hormone that helps with like stress and feel good. So when it's low, we might just feel a little bit off, we might feel maybe a little bit moody, we might feel a little bit down. Your body is just working extra hard to shed your lining to prepare for the next opportunity in your next cycle so just understand that this is a time to kind of like rest restore your body and allow yourself to feel things and it's okay you don't have to push past it again this is why I've talked about in the past why go 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 can be harmful especially to women so just understanding that your body is going to be a little bit more low energy here and embracing that and that is okay because it's doing some pretty amazing things our second phase is called the follicular phase so this is days usually 7 through 13 again this can vary just depending again we're going standard textbook here this is when that follicle stimulating hormone is released so your follicles are stimulated during this phase they mature estrogen and testosterone begin to rise your uterus is building your lining back up preparing for implantation remember so testosterone and estrogen both play a key role in building back your uterine lining repairing all the reproductive tissues so that way we can get ready for the next egg and again your eggs are growing during this phase so you're going to notice that your energy and libido are actually going to probably rise during this phase especially as you approach ovulation so you're going to feel a little bit better you're going to have higher energy you're going to feel more productive and you're going to feel just happier overall moving on to our third phase is the ovulatory phase days 14 through 18 again varies senior textbook we typically ovulate on day 16. 
This is when LH is released. So we trigger the release of the egg from the follicle. So it's been growing, it's maturing, all these things. Now it's time for it to be released in hopes that it either gets fertilized or again, we're going to flush it out when we have our next period. So estrogen and testosterone are peaking during this phase. So this is going to increase your sex drive. It's going to increase your energy levels. During your ovulatory phase, you're going to feel really good. It's usually called the hot phase because you, one, your body temperature increases on the day of ovulation and you usually just feel like a little spunky. Maybe you feel a little bit more adventurous. You're just feeling really good, really social and really embracing that side of yourself. Our fourth phase here is our luteal phase, and this is, again, standard textbook, days 19 through 28. So estrogen and testosterone are going to begin to decrease here as your body does prepare for menstruation. This is obviously, of course, if the egg is not fertilized, our body's like, okay, no fertilized egg, it's time to kind of move on, flush things out, get prepared for menstruation so we can start the cycle back over. Progesterone is going to begin to increase and build during this phase. So your energy might begin to drop and you're going to feel a bit more calm. This is because progesterone is like coming in, making you feel pretty good and just slowly relaxing everything. So you're going to feel maybe like a little bit low energy. You're going to feel a little bit more zoned in, a little bit more mellow, especially more towards the end of this phase because we're getting closer to menstruation. At this point, it's best to focus on relaxing, unwinding, and restoring your body to minimize the symptoms of PMS and work with our bodies here. So this is when we kind of get, especially towards the end, those symptoms of PMS because we're preparing for menstruation because an egg was not fertilized, right? Now, if an egg is fertilized during ovulation, your body goes through a whole different process, which I'm not going to cover. This is basically just our cycle if we're not having a fertilized egg and it continues on as normal. So you can see that our bodies are constantly working and preparing for the next phase. There's a lot that goes on through all these phases week to week, and that's why we feel all these changes. And sometimes I've talked to so many women that are like, man, some days I just feel so good and I feel excited, I feel social, Then other days I just want to like crawl into bed and I hate life and like I don't want to see anybody and they feel like something is wrong with them. Like why can't I feel social today or why do I feel a little bit more down or I'm feeling excited today, I'm feeling empowered, why can't I feel like this every day? Understanding your cycle and the impact that it literally has on your mood, the way you function, your productivity. We're going to talk a little bit more about these things, but just understanding that is so important and knowing that it's not you. <laughs> it's mother nature. <laughs> I guess we just have to bear with it and deal with it, but also learning to embrace those things because it's pretty powerful and your body is doing some pretty freaking cool things that we just broke down. So again, learning to embrace that and become empowered with this information and learning to work with your amazing body. The goal of our menstrual cycle is to prepare the body for pregnancy, right? So if we start with ovulation, this is when our eggs are released in hopes for fertilization. Our uterine lining is becoming thick. It's prepared. Our sex drive and energy is high. So you can see like our bodies are like, all right, you know, because the goal of most biological humans, I mean, in most biology, right, we would look at any animals, is to reproduce. So this is what our reproductive system does. It's preparing us for the chance of getting pregnant every single month. So again, our sex drive is going to be high, our energy is going to be high, and when our egg does not become fertilized, our body realizes it's time to prepare and start this process over like I was just talking about. So at this point, our progesterone goes back down, it really decreases, it's no longer working to increase and prepare the lining, right? And our body begins to shed and start the cycle all over. So through each of these phases, our hormones are hard at work taking care of us and preparing us for reproduction. It really is a beautiful thing, and like I have already said, something to truly be appreciated. 
Now that you have a bit of an understanding of what's like going on in the body during each phase at like a biological hormone level, let's talk about some action steps and what you can actually do and begin to expect during these phases so you can make sure that you're in alignment with these changes. So during your menstrual phase, again, our energy is going to be at its lowest. We're burning all this energy. It's doing all this work. So you're likely to feel tired. You're going to feel maybe a little bit withdrawn, maybe wanting to rest a little bit more than you usually do honor this. Introduce some quietness. Introduce some rest time. This is going to be tremendously helpful. Even something as simple as taking some time out for like deep breathing, journaling, simple yoga. Just keep it easy. Keep it simple and give yourself a few minutes of mindfulness each day, especially during your menstrual phase. At this point, it's going to be best to focus on light exercise and not push super heavy or do high intensity cardio here. Again, we're focusing more on restoration and we don't want to be going super crazy and trying to push ourselves. And this also might be why you notice that if you are on your period or just a few days before, you don't feel as strong. Maybe you don't feel that cardio comes as easy. There's a reason to this because again, your body is burning so much energy to shed everything out. When we move on to our follicular phase, as estrogen and testosterone start to rise during this phase, this is going to bring you like a boost of energy. It's going to improve your mood. You're going to just feel better. You actually may feel a bit more assertive and willing to take risks during this phase, which is really interesting. So brainstorming, problem solving are going to be like super great strengths during this phase. So it's a time to like initiate new projects make big decisions and feel like a girl boss. You're also likely to feel a bit more social during this phase. So make use of those social superpowers by speaking up in meetings, maybe joining a new social group, scheduling some time with friends. And really at this point, we can start to increase our strenuous exercise. It's going to feel a lot better. We're going to feel like we're getting back into some heavier lifting. We can kind of introduce some heavier cardio in this as well. And this is usually a great time to like build up and prep to hit some PRs. Because as we move into our ovulatory phase, our energy levels are going to be at its highest here. So enjoy hitting those personal bests during your workouts. This is a great time to really push yourself. And again, hit could be nice here as well. But in your ovulatory phase, as estrogen and testosterone begin to rise to those peak levels, you may feel that you look better. You may feel more confident. Usually we're feeling really, really good at this point about ourselves. This may actually make it feel easier to verbalize your thoughts and feelings as well. So this is a great time. You know, obviously you can't always schedule it around, but it would be ideally a good time for some job interviews, you know, networking events, public speaking, just really taking advantage of how good and how confident you're feeling in those moments because our ovulatory phase is, we're peaking here. Like we're feeling really, really good. During our luteal phase is the next phase, since progesterone can be considered like that anti-anxiety hormone, you will find yourself beginning to wind down as that begins to rise. So this is a good time for some nesting, taking care of chores, taking care of your to-do lists, all those little things. The second half of this phase, however, is typically notoriously difficult for many women, right? We have PMS, we're feeling cravings, we feel bloated, we have breast tenderness, we've got headaches, maybe some anxiety, some moodiness. These symptoms are not at all in your head, but they aren't something that you should be suffering through either. So practicing really good self-care during this time is going to be very helpful, especially at the end of this phase, about like a week or so before your period. You're going to notice less PMS if we're really taking care of ourselves. So try just spending a little extra time alone, taking that time that you need for yourself, eating more healthy foods, taking maybe a restorative yoga class, just doing a little bit more restorative movement here, and really focusing on stress management. For exercise, 
bring that intensity back down. So start to kind of like bring the intensity back down here, lighter reps, lighter weight, no hit, no heavy cardio, just focus more on that restorative movement. And when you honor your body's innate need for rest and relaxation during this phase, you're going to enhance your ability to get more out of the active phases of your cycle, first of all, when you are focused on the gym and lifting and all that. And honestly, just the way that your body is going to feel and you're just enhancing everything else by understanding and acknowledging and honoring the rest and relaxation that your body needs during this time. So if you're somebody who really struggles with painful periods, extravagant symptoms of PNS. It could be for a variety of reasons as usual. And honestly, it's likely due to an unhealthy gut because that's where we can stem a lot of our problems from. So it's incredibly important as you learn about all the things that your body does for you, you need to give it all it it needs in return, right? So your body is doing all of these things for you. It's literally just learning about our menstrual cycle. That's one piece of the puzzle. We've got a whole circulatory system. Our heart is pumping for us. Our lungs, our respiratory system are giving us oxygen to our blood, to our cells, to keep them alive, to keep us healthy. Our digestive system is absorbing nutrients that we need and giving us energy to get through our day, right? Our nervous system is keeping us regulating and allowing allowing us to experience the world. So we have all these major systems that are so important to how we literally survive. So understanding that as you learn about all the things that your body is constantly doing for you every second of the day, it's the least you can do is to give it what it needs in return, right? So focusing during this time on increasing your whole food intake, and honestly, we should be doing this in general, this time is also a really good time to supplement with magnesium and focus on really healing your gut. So consuming high amounts of processed foods, especially with seed and vegetable oils, is going to trigger inflammation in the body, and this can really disrupt our hormones, worsen our symptoms of PMS, and so like I said, it's incredibly important to be fueling your body with what it needs and focus on healing your gut, especially during this phase, and honestly, I could argue all phases. So doing what we can to really focus on eating more whole foods, adding in that magnesium if needed, and focus on our gut health is going to be so key to diminishing and minimizing those symptoms of PMS. Okay, I know I just dropped a lot on you, but I hope you feel like the empowered goddess like you deserve to feel now that you have a better understanding of your cycle and the hormonal fluctuations, what to expect. You can tune in even more, give your body what it needs, and actually learn how to feel more fulfilled, energized, and relaxed. As I mentioned in the beginning, everyone's cycle is likely different. The days that I labeled with each phase are based on that 28-day cycle, and honestly, only 13% of women have a 28-day cycle. The rest of us are falling in that range of 21 to 35 days, or if we have an irregular cycle outside of that. So the best way to understand your own personal cycle length and where you are at each phase is by tracking your ovulation and menstrual phases, because it might not be as equal, right? Our follicular phase might be a little bit longer than that standard textbook, and our luteal phase might be a little bit shorter, or vice versa. So really what we can do here is track our ovulation and obviously our menstruation is pretty easy to track but our ovulation tracking the day that you ovulate so you can kind of count the days that you spent in your follicular phase and the days that you spend in your luteal phase and you can break down all the phases and understand the changes that your body is going through at that time with your own personal cycle so you can track your ovulation very easily by using your basal body temperature and this is going to allow you to track the specific day of your ovulation as I mentioned you will notice an increased spike a little bit of spike and body temperature on the day of your ovulation. So when you see that temperature 
temperature like go up a little bit that is typically the day of your ovulation there are also apps that can like do this for you and make it super easy so using an app like natural cycles you will have to pay for it um, to pay for the device or a device like temp drop which is a little bit more pricey but it's literally just an armband and it does all the work for you so you don't have to do anything you just sleep with it on these things can really help you accurately track your cycle and your ovulation so you can see exactly what your phase is and how you're feeling and all these things. This can also help with preventing pregnancy or planning for pregnancy, which is just as effective as birth control. So looking more into that. And there are also more affordable versions on Amazon, but those two are really going to take a little bit less work and a little less logging on your end if you're doing just like a typical thermometer which you can totally do i've done before you're just gonna have to take a little bit more extra steps to actually log and remember to do that as soon as you wake up so that's as soon as you wake up if you enjoyed this episode and really liked as we talked about training and all that stuff for more information on how you should be training and kind of like eating in alignment with your cycle check out episode eight there's a lot of great information in there As always, thank you so much for listening, and if you found this episode helpful, please share it with another gorgeous feminine goddess that could benefit from understanding each phases of their cycle, so that way that she can get more in tune with their body too, right? Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I'm always available. I appreciate you so much for listening. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and I cannot wait to chat with you next week.